In today's show, I'm looking at the top 20 players in fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton's here in Locker Room. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are going live on Locker Room today. So we're going to do the top 20 players in the NBA for fantasy basketball over the last two weeks. Then at the end, some of you blokes and, uh, and Sheilas that are in the room, if you're there, Maybe you can come up on stage and have a bit of a chat. So we'll see who is here. I know someone's already requested it, but yeah, 10, 15 minutes away. Let's do the show. Let's talk about it right now. Let's look at the top 20 players in category leagues over the last two weeks. The big fella is number one. Who is it? It is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Giannis, 30, 13, and 9, almost a block over a steal. But more importantly, 86% from the free throw line, 63% from the field. He is the number one player by a significant margin. He is now up to 13th on the season. And if he can keep up the good free throws, he will end the year as a top 10 guy pretty easily. At number two, it's Jimmy Harden. 39 minutes a game for Jim. 27 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, one and a half blocks, 1.3 steals. The reason why he's not number one is he's only shooting 43% from the field, but 95% from the line. How the usage is impacted with Kevin Durant ever returns is going to be something to monitor. While Damian Lillard is number three, 36, six, and six, five triples, 96 from the line. He's been amazing from the free throw line all year. If only he took Harden's volume from the free throw line, we'd be pretty excited. But big numbers from Lillard. He is now up to being the number six ranked player over the course of the season. A few days ago, when I was talking about players and their rankings post All-Star break, this guy was number one. Bam! Not that guy. This guy. Because he's my butler. Um, he's fallen to number four. This is why I had him in the sell high scenario. Uh, 27, 7, and 7. Three steals, 56, and 80%. So some really strong percentage numbers there, obviously, for, for Jim Butler. But I'm not sure that 56% from the field is going to be real. I'm not sure that three steals per game is going to be real for Jimmy. But you know, he's putting up good numbers. Can he be a top 13 to 15 player the rest of the year? Probably. At number five, we're looking at DeMar DeRozan. He's only played one game. He is going to return to action today. But he, in that one game, averaged 30 points with 11 assists and four steals. So obviously, that skews things quite a bit. But I think it's important just to mention how well he's played this year, the 43rd ranked player, and the fact that he is going to return on Friday. So make sure that you do get him out of your injured reserve slots if he was there, if he was eligible, and get him into your lineups for Friday's uh, slate of action. The number six ranked player is Kyrie Irving, who has been amazing this year as well. The 11th ranked player. He's averaging 30, uh, 31 points in his last three games. Only four assists, but 61% shooting, 85% shooting. 
from the line. He's been immaculate in terms of the efficiency numbers this season. The scoring's been great, of course, like Harden. We'll see how that is impacted or his usage is impacted by the return of Kevin Durant whenever the hell that happens. At number seven, it is Domas Sabonis, who is the 25th ranked player this year, but has really stepped it up over these last four games, 18, 12, and 10. Two steals and a block. Now, I guess that's why he stepped it up is the big defensive numbers. I think a lot of that came in one game. 58 and 71. He's more of a guy that we look at, I think, to be a 30 to 40 ranked player. Even that top 25 where he is so far this season probably is not realistic to continue, but maybe it does. Number eight, um, sad trombone, Joel Embiid. Interestingly, Embiid only played one game in this time frame. It was the one that he got injured. He played 20 minutes, and he's still the eighth-ranked player on a per-game basis because he, he had 23-7 and seven with two blocks in that game. But we know that Embiid's been massive this year. He's the third-ranked player in per-game value. We just uh, have to still deal with the fact that he's going to be out for another couple of weeks, unfortunately, which is a real, really frustrating. Number nine is Luka Doncic, 28, 8, and 12, 47, and 72. And that's, I guess, where it lets him down a little bit. He does, does have 1.3 steals, which is good, but not great. And they're, they're those things, the percentages and the... Uh, and the lack of defensive numbers is what kept him from being a guy that you should have picked in the top three or top five that so many people did this year. And I wonder where he's going to go next year because I think all those people who decided they were going to take him in the top one, two, three would be disappointed. If hey, if you're here on Locker Room and you did uh, take Luka Doncic in the top three, how do you feel about it? Not points leagues because that's fine. In a category, if you took him in the top three, um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do next year? Are you going to go back back to that well? Are you going to believe me when he's not a top three fantasy player? Maybe he will become one next year, but we'll see. Hello to everybody again here in Locker Room who is watching this live. Um, number 10. It's uh, When I'm doing Locker Room, I've got to move back and forth between my soundboard and the Locker Room app. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just rock-solid stuff from Kawhi. 23-7 and seven with five assists with uh, 2.8 steals per game. That's just you know what he does, really. He is the ninth-ranked player this season, the 10th-ranked player these last two weeks. Sure, no problem whatsoever. There's a name that has been conspicuously absent so far. Number 11. Nikola Jokic, who's been number one on this list nearly every time that we've done it. He's still the number one ranked player this year. Harden's catching him. Um, but a little bit of a down week here. Why? Well, he averaged 25, 12, and 8, which is fine. Only 0.3 blocks. Only 78 from the line. He shot 54 from the field, which are all great numbers. Only 1-3. But he was a guy that was you know, obviously putting up big steal numbers, blocking a shot a game, you know, 59 from the field, 80-plus from the line. And all those numbers add up to be that number one guy. So he did drop off. Do I think he can be number one for the rest of the season? I think there's a pretty decent chance of it. But just a little bit of a slump here from Jokic. Nothing that means he's a buy low or panic or anything like that. But that just uh, is worth mentioning. Number 12, holy shit. The Rock DJ. 21 minutes a night for Rob Williams. The 12th ranked player. 11 points. Not easy to be a player that is in the top 12 while averaging 11 points and not hitting a single three. But he had 10 boards, he had one steal, he had 3.8 blocks, and he hit 75% of his shots. Now, realistically, the reason he's here is because he blocked a shit ton of shots, and that skews that ranking way up there. And the field goal percentage is super high. We know what Williams does. He'll get you blocks, he'll get your field goal percentage, and you'll get your rebounds. And anything else he does, he does on that is just uh, is just something right on the tip. 
Giggity. Must roster player. Minutes, how it goes forward. Absolutely no idea how they're going to run things with the three centers, but he's obviously a guy that we want to uh, make sure is on a roster. The next bloke. It's Vosa. It's big Vosa. Vosa zip. Vosa bitch. Yes, it is. Nikola Vucevic, 26 and 13, four assists. He is, I feel like he's been in the 13 to 15 range literally every single one of these shows that we've done. He's been amazing. Number 14, Jason Tatum. This is great. If you invested in him with that first round pick, you'd be happy to see him push up to this area. 28, 5, and 4, almost two steals, 52 and 82. And the field goal percentage has been an issue for Tatum this year. So that's impressive to see. Well, bit the big fella, Carl Anthony Towns, on the back of his huge performance on Thursday, he's number 15, 27, 8, and 6, 1.4 blocks, 53 and 77 is his percentage. That can improve. He can average more assists than that as well. 5.6 is a lot. He can average seven, I reckon, uh, under Chris Finch. Not French. Chris Finch. Um, I think there's some big numbers coming from Townsy. I don't buy into the shutdown hype that everyone seems to be absolutely shitting themselves about. Next list of guys, number 16, Chris Paulie Paul, 15, 4, and 8 with three steals. The three steals is why he's this high. He is the 27th ranked player this year. Still not getting injured. Still putting up good numbers. He's like LeBron in the in the way that you go, well, at some point he's going to get bad, but he just never does. And he's just consistently putting up big, uh, big, big numbers as we've seen here and uh, just settling into his role on the Suns at number 17, the skater boy. Zach Levine, 27, 5 and 5, 3.6 triples. Again, just really standard stuff from Levine, who is, amazingly, hold on to yours. And to your mate's dick. He's the 10th ranked player this year. I never would have predicted that. I think I was picking him at the turn of the second round, that sort of area. And even then, that was considered really high. Um, But I didn't expect that this was a possibility for Levine. So he's been awesome. Number 18, Russ Westbrook. Holy shit, he's turned things around in a big way. And he's doing it while only shooting 65% from the line. Like, that's that's encouraging. So I don't expect him to be a good free throw shooter, but everything else has been really good. 28, 9, and 12, 1.7 steals. He looked terrible to begin this year. I was I was writing him off, and he has definitely improved. He's improved his shot selection. Um, someone said that I was telling people to trade, trade him away, which I absolutely wasn't doing at all, because as you would know, if you ever listen to this show, that I say that when people are playing poorly, that is literally the worst time that you trade them. So when someone is going through like career-worst slumps, even though I said, oh, I'm not sure how much better he gets, and maybe, hey, maybe I did say it, I don't remember, but it, it goes against everything that I would do, so I don't know why I would do it. But when he was... um. You're playing at like career worst type levels. It was a worry. And I went, oh, maybe he's cooked. Maybe he can't get back. But I wouldn't be like, hey, absolutely sell him when he's playing like trash. Like that's just not the, uh, that's not the mentality that I have when talking about fantasy basketball. Uh, I will say that uh, ad nauseum. Number 19. Yes. 25, 8, and 10. He stepped it up recently. Like he is the 17th ranked player this year, but he's had plenty of time outside the top 20. Good to see him putting those numbers back up. And at number 20, a surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. Draymond Green. Remember how bad he was to begin the year, like outside the top 150 for a long period of time, and now he uh, just turns out he needs to be healthy. 10, 8, and 8. 1.8 steals, 1, 3, 54, and hasn't missed a free throw. Why is he this high? Well, it's really just assists and steals. It helps that his percentages are pretty solid, and they could easily drop off. Green is the 68th-ranked player this year, so 50 to 70 is probably a fair range rather than being in the top 20. The first four out of the top 20, Storm and Norman Powell, amazingly, De'Aaron Fox, Rashawn Holmes, and even more amazingly, Terry Ross. That's only one game for Terry, but there he is at number 24. 
Let's look now at points leagues. Top 20 there. Number one, Jim Harden averaging 62 fantasy points. That's well above his season average. Number two is Yanni averaging 61 as well. Number three is Russell Westbrook averaging 58. Westbrook is this season the eighth ranked points league player. Yanni's number two. Westbrook significantly better points league player than category league player, as you all would be aware. Number four is DeMar DeRozan with that 58 point performance before he had to leave the team. He's back now, but he's more of a 40 point guy than a 58 point guy. And then number five is Luka Doncic, who's at 56, which, you know, 54 to 55 is realistic expectations for Doncic as we move forward. So that's your top five in points leagues over the last two weeks. Number six is Butler. We talked about how he's also unsustainably high, 55 fantasy points. Number seven, Nikola Jokic at 54. And again, as I've mentioned, he, that's a little bit under where he has been. He's been at 57 this season. Number eight, Sabonis at 51. Number nine, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. He's averaging 50 fantasy points, 16 and 16 with four blocks. Now that is in large part because of that big game against the Warriors. The reason he's not in the top 20 for category leagues is because his free throw percentage has been atrocious. Now in category leagues, he's the 30th ranked player because he's hitting 56% of his free throws on nine attempts per game. That's why it drops him way down. And at number 10 is Damian Lillard, who's always been a better category player than than points league player because in category leagues, his threes and free throw percentage are two of his biggest things. And in points leagues, they don't really matter. So that's why he drops down uh, to number 10 there. Number 11 is De'Aaron Fox, another guy whose free throw percentage keeps him out of the top 20 in category leagues. He's averaging 50 fantasy points over the last two weeks, averaging 30 and seven and a half assists with two steals. And the double Royal Julius Randle's percentages have also been rough, but in points leagues, who gives a shit? He's the 12th ranked player averaging 50 points, which is way up on the 45 he's averaging this season. So some nice counting stats. Number 13, LeBron James. Number 14, Carl Anthony Towns. And number 15, Nikola Vucevic. Players who are in almost identical spots in their category league rankings. And let's go on to finish out the top 20 in points leagues. At number 16, it's Kawhi Leonard. At number 17, it's Kyrie Irving. At number 18, it's Jason Tatum. But let's look at number 19, Anthony Edwards. Goose. He's averaging 43 points over the last five games. 31 and 5 with 1.6 steals on a 34% usage. So you can plainly see why he's putting up these numbers because he's averaging 30 real-life points over the last five games on high usage. Now, no Russell, no Beasley, and they are going to have an impact. What sort of impact that is, I'm not sure, but they are going to have an impact because Jake Lehman, Jared Vanderbilt, Ricky Rubio, they are not, as you would say, high-usage players. So when two of those guys are out of the lineup and they're replaced by Beasley and Russell, then everyone is going to cop some sort of a hit and Edwards is going to be one of those players. But can he be a 34 fantasy point per game guy? Probably. I think that's that's realistic for him. And then to round out the top 20 in fantasy points leagues, Jonas Vassal Inuasas. 42 points from Jonas. I was worried that Jaron Jackson would eat into some of his value, but the Spectre is never going to return or have that much of an impact. So Jonas can just sort of continue along this line. He's averaging 35 this season. I think he's more of a 37 to 38 point guy. So not a 35 point guy, not a 42 point guy. So somewhere sort of in the middle there. And the last four out in points leagues were Sean Holmes, the Don Donovan Mitchell, the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris, and Jalen Brown. JB, you've done it again. So... That is all of that. That's 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 your top 20 in points league. So now we are here in locker room. How is everybody? Let's see how this uh, let's see how this app actually works. 
Does anyone, is anyone here who wants to jump in and uh, jump on stage with a question? All right. If you are here, we're ready to go. We're ready to take some, we've got speaker requests, two people here uh, who, are, who are wanting to come up on stage, but now my speaker request list is empty. So those people have gone. So if you are here in locker room and you have a question or you want to get up on stage, you want your voice on the podcast, now is the time. We're going live. We've got people in the room. Uh, anyone wants to jump in? I don't even know how to exactly do this, but you can throw a gem in my name. Double click my profile. Give me a gem. That that helps my discovery on Locker Room too. Helps Locker Room get out there. And now you can jump on and, uh, and have a chat. Let's have a look if there's any questions in the actual chat. Um, if anyone wants to say anything. No. All right. No one wants to come on. All right. All good. No speaker requests in Locker Room. We'll give it a couple more minutes. And then today we'll be back later on with a uh, with a what to watch for show as we uh, as we always do across the weekend. No recap show for Friday's games. No recap show for Saturday's games. That's just what we do. Well, that's just what I do on this um, uh, with these days. So let's uh, let's have a look. All right, we're waiting. Anyone want to jump on? Anyone want anyone want to get their voice on the podcast? Anyone want to ask a question? Come on, this is what Locker Room's for. It's an audio only social media sports platform where you can come on and you can have a chat. First time doing it. No, no one. Joe, Ewan, Hank, Matt, Diamond, Johnny, AB, Chris, Jonathan, Joseph, Will, Noah, Burke, Aiden, Garvey. Any of you blokes? Anyone interested? No? Yes? No, looks like we're going to wrap this thing up. Nobody wants to come up. Wow, what, how, how deflating to the ego that is. All right, just, just, just wait this one out. All right, after a bunch of technical difficulties, we're back with Locker Room. People are here. Aiden Vahidi, who's been listening to this show for ages, helping out with stuff on the Discord. Aiden, you are up on stage. Aiden, how are you? Uh, actually, I've got to put hey. my headphones on, so oh. don't talk just yet. Cool. Can you hear me? Aiden, I can hear you. Great. Uh, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's been a long day, but it's Friday, so I'm happy for that. Yes. Um, yeah, so I was just wondering what your opinion was on kind of the loophole after the trade deadline of like dropping can't cut players at the same time as someone else and picking them up from different teams. I proposed the idea like as a joke kind of, but if the playoffs hadn't gotten like canceled last year, I probably would have gotten to some shit for it. So <laughs> I'm just curious. Okay. So is, explain, explain what you mean to buy by this right, loophole. So like, um, it's, so, like, um, scheduling it with somebody. Yep, so cheating. Yep. cutting players that you wouldn't normally cut. Like, Rashawn Holmes, for example, is not on a can't cut uh, list. I get what you're saying. So, it, yeah. doing doing trades with people um, when there's no trades available is what you're saying. Like, so, yeah. you, you say, hey, mate, do you want Rashawn Holmes? And I'll give you Jalen Brown, but we can't trade. Let's drop them at the same time and then pick them straight back up. Yeah. Okay, so... Seems like a like a shitty move. But yeah, it, it's I was just curious. It's it's cheating for a start. Yeah. Um, but there's the easy way around that is obviously you just have as soon as players are cut, they can't be re-added straight away. Like they either can't be straight re-added to the team that added, or there's got to be a waiver period. Like it either goes through fab or they go through the waiver priority. So it shouldn't just be you cut a player and they can just be re-added immediately. Um, and that that ends that. But that, that sort of move, if there any, if that move happens in any league, the commissioner just said no, no, look, this is yeah, this is garbage, sure. and it gets dropped straight away. So um, that can easily be removed just by setting out. Look, even default settings would not allow that because players who get cut go straight to waivers and not straight to free agency. So yeah, it, it, it is a shitty move, and uh, don't do it, Aiden. Don't do it. 
No, I'm not going to do it. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> thanks, mate. All thanks right, thanks for your help. Nice. Thanks for jumping in. Just a good platform. Cool. All right. Next uh, next bloke that's here, we've got um, this guy who's definitely a, a fake name, but we'll throw him anyway. Mike Oxlong. Mike, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, <clears throat> what are your uh, best, I guess, sleeper pickups? At the moment, look, I, I think yeah, the, the guys that I've been talking about a lot are you know, players like Kenyon Martin and Moses Brown, who do have some opportunity perhaps moving forward. I think a lot of this is going to get cleared up when the, the trade deadline happens and we get some uh, some players m- moving into position uh, that maybe their position isn't quite as clear at the, at the moment. It is it is hard to see this stuff, but you want to look at the teams who are who are struggling. Um, but there's not that many. Not that many names out there. I, I did a show on this the other day, like talking about the per minute type of guys, like you know players that if, if that opportunity does arise for them, that there is some value there. And you know, a name that I'd watch just in case something happens is Mo Bamba. I don't really believe in it, but I don't believe in him as a player. But the ability is there to put up fantasy stats if he gets those minutes and the magic are obviously going nowhere. So he's a name to watch. But there is, um, yeah, it is hard. But I'm looking at more of those those Rockets type guys, like like a Kenyon Martin. I'd even look at someone like a, a Mason Jones, who I think could have some weird stretches of value. It's probably more going to be for deeper formats, but I think he could have some weird uh, some weird stretches of value at some point. All right, let's bring in the next guy, Johnny Gowitz Ramana. Sure, I pronounced that incorrectly. Johnny, how are you? No problem. You hear me? Yeah, mate. Uh, great calling you from Oslo, Norway. Love your show. Awesome. You're, you're funny. Uh, I like I like your show. Um, I, I've had, I had Christian Wood since the beginning of the year, fourth round pick. I was obviously delighted when he was, you know, a top twenty type player, and the injury, of course, derailed everything. But but now I'm a little bit unsure without Harden setting him up if if he's going to have a good rest of the year. What can I expect from Christian Wood? Well, just remember that last year he played in Detroit and he didn't have Harden setting him up there. And he was putting up some pretty good numbers towards the end of the season. Uh, who, did he, who was even their point guard? I can't remember because Reggie Jackson was gone. There was nobody good who was putting putting up numbers for him there. So he, he can get his own um, shot. They just need to get him the ball and he is not afraid to shoot it. So while having Harden set you up is great, John Wall is still there. Uh, Kevin Porter is showing some passing ability. Um, when Eric Gordon eventually returns, he can pass. Victor Oladipo can pass. I, I wouldn't have any concerns that Harden's absence is going to have an impact on Wood. And we saw Wood put up good numbers even after Harden left. So I wouldn't be too concerned uh, about the absence of Harden. Obviously, it's great to have someone who can pass like him around, but I don't think it's the be-all and end-all of, uh, of everything. Um, all right, let's go to Chris. Uh, let's, let's go to Burke, actually. Burke's been here for a while. Burke Topal. What do you think? Burke, how are you? Hello, can you hear me? I can. Yeah, so uh, my question is, I have a keeper league, Mm -hmm. uh, which has 16 teams and 14 players each. And I've been just looking for some free agents over the period. And I have Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bey, Alexei Podkoshevsky, and Patrick Williams, all from the free agency. So I can protect them all by giving the 14th round pick. How do you see their potential? And do you think they are all better than protecting Kelton Johnson from six pick, for for example? Oh, you just cut out there at the end. So also, I would like to see more dynasty videos for your shows. I like it a lot. Um, okay, dynasty videos. It is hard to just to fit them in during the season, but I probably should do more of a more of an effort of doing that. Um, so go through those names again. Isaiah Stewart was one of them. Uh, Pokyshevsky, who was Sadiq Bay. I'm Patrick Williams. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah I, for Fridays. Why? Where do you want to go? 
Oh, someone else is talking here on top of us. Which I don't know who that is. Um, I, I think in terms of protecting for a 14th round pick versus Colden Johnson for a 6th round pick, yeah, give me Isaiah Stewart there. I think there's a massive chance that he is their starting centre next season. Pokiszewski I, I do like, but yeah, look, I, I still have some concerns about where the long-term future is. Overall fantasy value per minute, he's the best of that group. But in terms of certainty of yeah, return of value in a league like that, I think Stewart, Stewart at 14 over Kelden at 6 is pretty easy to me. And Pokashevsky is probably... I wouldn't really consider Sadiq in that mix. I think it's Stewart to me uh, in, in, that list of, uh, in that list of guys. Midfielding, Eli, you are, you are here um, and you've been here for a while. Let's go. How are you, mate? Are you there? Midfielding? Not your real name, I'm guessing. No, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know you let me up. I'm sorry, but no, you're uh, right. I have a, so I'm probably the most unlucky player in my league because I've led the league in a uh, point scored right, but I'm only, but I'm right now I'm fourth in the league right. I'm tied for third, but I'm fourth in the league right, and I'm thinking, do I just if sometimes since my team in actuality just like just by like point scored has been the best do i you know stick with what i got and you know just try to play in the market play in the free agency market or do i go out and i try to like improve my team through like a splash trade like that's 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 what i'm like thinking about because it's like i'm looking at sports and i'm like I don't know what happened, mate, but you just muted. So I've got the I've got the the uh, the, the idea of the question. Uh, I think, look, if you're sitting there scoring the most points out of everybody, and there's been some unlucky matchups throughout the way, um, I'd look at what was the unluckiness there. Was it an injury? Was it a scheduling thing? But I think if you're scoring that many points, like just it's sort mostly of- been like COVID and stuff. Okay, most, and a lot of it's been Andre Drummond because I got him at like a value pick in the draft. Yeah, but I didn't know he like would stop playing. It's like, I don't think so, anyone, no one knew that was going to happen. Um, I, I think what you got to yeah. do now is, I wouldn't be worried too much about big splash trades. You're fourth. You're going to make the playoffs. Um, the Drummond situation will get some sort of resolution in the next week. I would hope next week to two weeks, so we'll understand where where he lies, whether he's a drop and he'll get some value back or whatever happens, and then just start you know playing around the free agency, the COVID stuff. Hopefully, we don't have that as a problem going forward. So if you're not going to have these postponements and absences. As we move forward over the coming weeks and months, we, we hope, fingers crossed, as more vaccinations get uh, distributed throughout the league, that that isn't as much of a problem. So I'd be more just interested in just you know, holding and uh, staying put and seeing where that brings us to. Chris Alice. Hello. Hello there, in fact. Hello. Chris. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. To you all this year. I'm taking place in my league, using a lot of your information and making moves. Uh, question. So I have Jakob Pertle on my team, mm-hmm. and he doesn't fit my build, but I just don't want to drop him. I've tried to trade him, package him with another player to like get him off my team because it's affecting my free throw percentage. But obviously, no one in my league is like they just they don't know his name. They my team my league usually goes by name recognition more than what people's stats are. Okay. Um, what what should I do with him? Okay. So what I think you're gonna see is. 
the last two games from Pearl have been really good. I think you're going to see some of that name recognition improve. Now, it might not improve to a huge level. And maybe because if he is hurting your free throw percentage that much, you can sit him on the bench for a couple of days. Uh, so it, that doesn't hurt. But his volume is pretty low. So it's not that big, a, it's not that big of an impact. It is. It's not great, obviously. Um, I would just wait to see what happens over this next week to see how that name recognition looks. Wait, you know, the people in your league, if they're not that informed who Yucca Pertle is, they might, you know, if LaMarcus Aldridge is traded, they might go, oh, okay, well, who's the Spurs center now? Then you go, hey, by the way, it happens to be this guy that I've got here without realizing that he's been starting for the last two months. So just that that news of, hey, Aldridge has gone from the Spurs, That will uh, this happens all the time. That a guy will be you know, injured or traded, and they go, man, who benefits? And I go, the dude hasn't been playing for two months anyway, so nothing actually changes, and that is a constant thing. So once that name hits out there and Aldridge is gone, there might be people in your league that go, man, so who's taking over from him now? And then you just that's when you pipe up and go, it's my friend here, Jakob Pertl. And then that's where some of his name recognition boosts up. But look, if it comes down to it and he's actually providing negative value to your team and you can't trade him for anything at all, then you know, in the end... As much as it's, oh, well, he's got value, he's got value, he only has value if someone else values it as well. So if nobody else values it, then you do just have to drop him. Like, because if he's actually hurting your team and that perceived value that you think he has isn't actually there because the other nine blokes or 11 blokes in your league don't care about him and they don't, he doesn't hold value, then he doesn't hold that value. It's, you know, the value is constrained to within your little league, not the wider community who everyone else be going, that's stupid. Why isn't people looking at Pirtle? But if the other guys in your league don't value him, then the value is not there. So you have to move on. But just wait and see, see what happens with Aldridge, and then we will, uh, and then we'll go from there. Thank you, Chris. Is there anyone else who here? Yep, we'll, we'll take two more, and then we'll be out. You and Shipperfield. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? I can, Ewan. Oh, Josh, this is this is awesome. Um, so I just have a quick question. It's uh, I snagged Al Horford in my draft. I'm in a head-to-head points league. Um, Snagged Al Horford about pick 100 because um, I believed he might have some value and people are definitely undervaluing him in the draft. And um, he's had some good games. He's definitely helped win me a few matchups. But uh, I'm getting really frustrated with the resting because I can, I can tolerate the back-to-backs, but when it's coming to starting to be the double rests um, on like different days and stuff like that, um, it's gone to the point where I think I might just want to drop him just because I feel like he's hurting uh, my team not being able to play. Um, but I would prefer a trade. And I was wondering, um, at this point with Al Horford, would you take anything in the top 80? Right, if I could get top 80, I'd do it immediately. You're not going to get it, though. I would take yeah. anything in the top 120 in a trade for Al Horford right. because I-, I think he's more leaning towards a drop. Like, as you said, there's going to be the rest, which they've got a lot of back-to-backs this season and then there's going to be other rests and then there's going to be minutes reduced so any if you get a top 100 player it's an absolute steal um, but I have absolutely no problem with dropping him because every four game week turns into a three game week or every three game turns into a two there's there's no value there so I think that that can be a uh, it can be a drop scenario all right thank you Ewan let's go to one more question before we're so out much. we're out of here let's go to Jordan Dahia Jordan hello hi how are you man Hi, I was just wondering if um, DeLon Wright, Darius Garland, or Tyrese Halliburton, uh, which of those three do you see as the most valuable going forward? DeLon Wright, Tyrese Halliburton. Who's the other one? It was DeLon Wright, Tyrese Halliburton, and Darius Garland. Uh, Halliburton, clearly. 
Yeah, really, really clearly to me. I think he can be a top 55 to 60 player. Those other guys might be top 80 or top 90. Uh, to me, it's pretty clearly Halliburton, even though it's been rough as he returns from his um, as he returns from his injury. So I think that's pretty clear. Guys, um, thank you for everyone who has joined in for our first locker room experience. We'll do this once a week, probably at this same time. So I do appreciate everybody being here. Um, and uh, yeah, I reckon that will do it for today's show. Jordan, thank you. Thank you, Josh. Big fan. No worries. All right, guys, we are done. Appreciate that. It was you know, some technical technical difficulties there on the old locker room, but we are all ready to go now. Thank you. Subscribe. Hit the uh, thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube. Subscribe wherever. And follow me on locker room at Josh Lloyd 48 Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.